Welcome to Kick Back with Chris. Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.mintmaster.com. Hey guys, so thanks for joining us again. It's another Tuesday, which can only mean one thing. What's that, Mr. Matt Chapman? <laughs> um, we're going to talk a load of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right. It's, it's Talk Bollocks Tuesday, as it's going to be known from now on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I'm not even going to re-record the start. We're going, okay, to, we're going with that. It's Talk Bollocks Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that might be the new name. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we should change the name. But uh, yeah. <laughs> all there. right. I better not. I don't think uh, Apple will like it. It's not very Apple friendly, is it? No. You, yeah. Should we, should we re-record, do you reckon? No, but, it's fine. Oh, no. Uh, it's people say much worse than that on podcasts. Do they? Oh, okay, good. Very much I know so. Joe Rogan obviously goes off on epic rants and it's quite yes. entertaining. Epps and Jeps and all the other words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think we need to four work. hour conversations. I've like no idea how he does that. Yeah. I it, it's one of those words as well that's not offensive in certain countries. So that's right. Including we're the all UK. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty mild for us now, isn't it? Gone are the days where you say bugger and people would go. Oh my Ooh. God. Oh my say God. that word. Anyway, I better stop saying all these words before they do actually censor yeah, us. Anyway, what's uh, what's good? Um, well, life is good. Enjoying um, my teaching that I'm doing my one hour a week. That that is a fun. Um, it's good to be back teaching. I really did miss it. I kind of thought when I sold my school, I was done with you know the regular week to week teaching, but it started to creep back in, and I actually missed that kind of teaching interaction stuff yeah. so that is going rather well um Good. a few courses that i'm running which are, are going well and just working with coaching clients and trying to make them do the stuff they need to do to grow the business that they don't want to do yeah that's the tricky bit isn't it the knowing what to do is the easy bit <laughs> yes i mean all the information's already out there isn't it you know you yeah. can find out how to run your business but it's there's certain like things that kind of hold instructors back uh, to do with fears and oh yeah things like that so yeah it's it's tricky we all have them we all have them of I, I i i uh yeah i suffer from that from time to time i'm not gonna lie you know the, the fear of change and oh, will people leave will they yeah. pay that much if i put the price up to give you an example yeah you just mentioned price exactly what i was going to say like i've got a client he's not put his price up in a long long time and i'm like okay so just put your price up for new members only and test this higher price for like a month or two. He's like, oh no, I, I can't do that. What if the students speak and one finds out that they're on X and the other one finds out they're on Y and you say, well, you know, you have the conversation that they're on that price because yeah. they started five years earlier than you. Yeah, that's just normal everywhere, really. Yeah. Gyms but do it all the time. These kind of irrational fears that we get, like if we put up our prices, all our students are going to leave or... You know, no one's going to want to join if I charge an extra tenner per month. It's it's tricky. It is. It is tricky. We do. I think. I think more than most, we do tend to panic and think about it more. I don't know why. You know, you you go into any any other business, you think, oh, we got to charge more. Okay, <laughs> they just do it. It's like we're like, oh my god. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's maybe this martial arts ethics thing that I don't know, maybe kicks in for some people who overthink things because they think it's bad to charge more. But yeah, I'd say it's worse what... to not exist anymore. Well, yeah. And, and the argument I use with a lot of the instructors I work with is, okay, right, so if you had to close your school down because you couldn't keep... Uh, keep it running couldn't afford to keep it running because you weren't charging enough what would your students do when you close it down are they then going to never train martial arts again and go or are they just going to find the next club down the road and sign up there straight afterwards it's probably charging more yeah they're, they're going to do that aren't they they're just they, <laughs> yeah. you know you close down your school it doesn't work out you can't afford it because you haven't charged enough they're going to go and then join another club that's more expensive than yours yeah so you might as well just do it yourself Watch this for a segue. You're going to like this. Ooh, speaking of ch- speaking of charging, yeah. What's the in thing at the minute? Um, well, there's lots of in things, but obviously don't do that. I was, <laughs> I was, I was going. I was trying to make out like I didn't know what you were going to talk about today. Oh, okay, right, it's going to be all slick, um, you know, and podcasty and all that jazz. I, I've, I've ruined it. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, obviously Black Friday. Chris is approaching. Oh, it is. So, what a great subject. <laughs> um, obviously, it's. Uh, new in the uk or newish yeah it's only about 10 years old in the uk but it's obviously is it as much as that christ i didn't even think it was 10 years yeah i think it didn't really get going for the first few years because we're like what's black friday and what are we doing and why are we spending all this money yeah but it's obviously now being a a massive thing in the uk and the us and around the world people are you know in the mood to spend in black friday and i often speak to instructors about we're running black friday sales on you know different parts of your martial arts business and often get a lot of resistance to it really yeah they don't like the idea of it they feel like it's kind of selling out or they feel like it's too salesy you know that that problem of being too salesy in the martial arts yeah it's one of them things if everyone else is doing it then well my once again the argument i have with them is look would you rather that your students spend all their money with jeff bezos so he can yeah. buy a new super yacht you know or would you rather they spend the money with you where totally. you're actually going to do them a good deal you're going to try and help them out you're going to chuck in extra things as a bonus and you can afford to pay your heating bill like no, exactly which, which one is it going to be because they're going to spend the reality is when people get into this fever pitch about black friday and even if you try and fight it i, I think a lot of a lot of us do admit that we do spend a bit more during that Black Friday period Absolutely. that we hadn't anticipated. Like, where do you want the money to go? It can either go towards you and your martial arts school. It can go to Amazon and, you know, they're not going to appreciate it, are they? No, totally. I, I, I mean, it, I, um, I'm one of these ones. I like to have, it's just a stupid thing, I know, but I like to have a nice full looking rail in the reception area of hoodies and T-shirts. Mm. I just, I like it. But the problem with it is, is I'll buy them in, and then they'll sit and hang on the rail for months. <laughs> and so I'll just go, I'll just knock two quid off each one, and yeah. then people impulse buy. I'd, yeah. I, I, you know, it's just money hanging on a rail. Yeah. So I'm still making on each sale at two quid less. So do I want the money in the bank to spend on something else, or do I want to go? I'm not given well, away this, two pounds less than they were this, this was exactly the argument i was having with an instructor who's got about 15 grand's worth of stock and i'm like right so let's get all of that sold over black friday and he's like no 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 because i can sell it at full price 
at a later date and i'm like okay but you've had it for like three years you haven't managed to sell it yet so what makes you think you're suddenly going to sell it you know next year let's just get it shifted but he was really like Mm. i'm gonna make you know i'm gonna lose out on x percentage of profit if i sell it at a discounted rate whereas it's just gathering dust in boxes in his storeroom so I'm, i'm a big fan of just like sell the stuff that you've got make a profit off of it yeah um and get new stuff in yeah totally and then the next financial crash lands or the next global pandemic happens and nobody can spend anything so you've waited around <laughs> yeah. seven to four price and then you can't anyway so i know i would say i would say go for it i would personally i mean i'm, I'm gonna go through everything yeah I'm actually i've never done it for everything before but i might everything even meaning like meaning one what? to ones uh, okay right uh, yeah just everything just knock a little bit off everything because it's, i've noticed there's a certain group of people that if it's a bit cheaper they'll just buy it anyway yeah they can't help it it's like oh, it's cheaper so i'll i'll have one of those I yeah hyper, hyper responsive buyers they're called yeah. if any would... sort of deal or promotion they will go yeah. for it i'm like that i just like yeah anything i see that's yeah a good yeah. deal in my perception i'll buy it yeah, I can't. I, I I nearly bought a new watch earlier. I don't need a new watch, but it was thirty three percent off. I'm like, oh, that's good, <laughs> but I don't need one. I caught now, myself course, before I bought it. What all the big retailers do is they artificially Im- increase their yeah. prices leading up to the Black Friday sale, then knock off the percentage, which brings it back down to the original price. So we don't want to be doing that, obviously, because that's uh, not ethical. We want to just. <laughs> offer a decent price for our equipment because as all instructors know there's at least 50 to 100 percent markup on most bits of equipment that we sell to our students mm. so there's room room there to give them a good discount but still make money for the business yeah totally totally and and it's benefiting people so it's not like you yeah and well, what's, worse, what's, what's even worse is you don't do a black friday sale and then next week the week afterwards you know after black friday you see a load of students turning up with new kit that they bought off of amazon yeah. and you're like ah oh. or like, timu <laughs> really yeah or timu yeah cheap chinese <laughs> gloves that fall to bits within five minutes it's yeah. it's super frustrating so i'm like promote it and i think instructors are reluctant to promote it therefore when they do promote it they don't really push it very hard they just kind of one night roughly mention that they've got a black friday sale coming on and that's it and therefore it doesn't have a great response and then they go to me see black friday doesn't work like no one wants to buy it whereas i'm like okay well did you have signs up in your school did you mention two weeks out what deals were happening did you create a special page on your website where your black friday deals were on did Mm. you have some sort of time restriction for certain deals did you speak to people about it did you whatsapp all your students about your black friday sale and explain what awesome deals are going to be there the answer is like no because if you do all of that you tend to get like a good result from a, a black friday sale and you'd be surprised how much income it can bring into your school quite quickly yeah, and I mean, and if you've managed to miss the boat on this one, then you've got Christmas coming up very quickly. Um, yeah. And I've noticed that with martial arts schools now, the Christmas sales thing is a big, it's big, a big thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, some yeah. are doing crazy numbers as well. Yes. Yeah, like it's, it's 15, it's a great 20 track. grand of sales. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Like, 
Yeah, but it's not like they're selling mouth guards and hand wraps. They're selling no. <laughs> <laughs> 10,000 hand wraps out the door. What they're doing is they're selling like their um, memberships for the year ahead. So a certain percentage of people yeah. can buy a year's worth of training. Some are selling gradings so people can pre-pay for their gradings for a discount ahead of time not that they're going to get the grade necessarily but they pay for the examination yeah um they're doing like equipment and bundles of equipment you know like punch bags gloves focus mitts like a striking so it's higher value um equipment they're doing private lessons like bundles of private lessons so when you top all that up if you've got a 200 member school and you add up all of those various bits and pieces um that that can add up and one of the keys i think with that strategy is to treat it like a um rather than just let people come into your school and rifle through your stuff um treat it more like a personal shopper experience yeah book them slots yeah book them slots and and guide them around give them a coffee and a biscuit and well because what you want to do is a neck massage (laughs) what you want to do is discover what they need like if they're looking for a sparring kit well then they need the the shin guards the gloves you know the gum shield etc so you have the conversations and then you lead them to the bits of equipment that they need but obviously a lot of instructors won't do that because it's too salesy to they feel like it's pressuring people Mm. two ways of looking at that is it pressuring people to buy stuff they don't need or is it like helping, helping them, them yeah. and serve serving them to find the equipment that will improve their experience of their martial arts. Yeah, totally. Because it's not like you've made them walk through the door to the sale. They're obviously wanting to engage with buying stuff. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy that argument that it's pushing them. You know, um, if they if they if they're arriving expecting to be helps with buying stuff, then they you know it's. So part and parcel, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I get both sides of the argument because I don't like pushy sales people, but I don't think you have to be a pushy sales person. You just need to say, like, you know, how can I help you? What are you looking for? What are yeah. you looking to get? Okay, yeah, here's our you know, basic version of our sparring kit. Here's our premium version of our sparring kit. And with that, you get an extra drawstring bag and, you know, XYZ hand wraps. Um, this one's this price, this one's this price. Which one works best for you? Try it on. You're just serving. Yeah, and there's that personal element as well. It's not like it's Dave, the dodgy salesman in PC World, that's trying to flog yeah. you t- two grand PC of World. computer you Curry's don't need. PC World. That is They're so the worst good. ones. Oh, it's an awful place, isn't it? Yeah. They just remind me of those people off the uh, fast show, the, the suit people. Yeah, suits you. Suits you, sir. Suits you. Do you need a printer cartridge, sir? I'm going to go and YouTube that afterwards yeah. and watch, watch half an hour. But they're like the Onya, the second you're in the door. It's like, no, I'm just in here walking around looking at stuff I can't buy whilst my wife's in Tesco. Just yeah. let me look at computers that I don't or can't afford. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me look yes, at the massive TVs bigger than my house. It's Late. not the same as them, you know, you you are offering a Black Friday sale to your students because your students know, like, trust you and will yeah. res- listen to what you, you know, suggest. So, Absolutely. It, yeah, I, I just think it's, I get it. It's tricky because we're martial arts instructors by trade. Majority yeah. of us aren't. We're not salespeople. So I can get yeah. it. It's a fear of... Am I going to say the wrong thing? Am I going to do the wrong thing? Am I going to upset them? 
Are they going to walk away and never come back if I try and sell them some foot pads? You know, it's like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, but think about how much better you could serve them with that brand new equipment that you can buy or how much quicker you can get to the, the gym in your new push. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris. No, Chris. Sorry, wrong way around. <laughs> wrong way around. Wrong way around. No, it's like they're going to... My 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 reasoning is they're going to spend the money anyway. Um, you know why not then spend it supporting your business so that you can deliver great classes, help them be happier, fit, fitter, and health and healthier. You know they're going to spend the money anyway. So come to the martial arts school, get a better deal than they're going to get on Amazon with better quality kit. You know and get exactly what they need. Uh, it just makes sense to me. So I I like. Black Friday sales and you know and I always tend to get involved with them and you know I'm always doing sales on Mitmaster and things like that and yeah. people seem to respond very positive positively to them because you know there's a great deal to be had they get good quality totally. content that they want and I get to try and afford a Porsche at some point <laughs> yeah totally rather rather crying a Porsche than a Fiat Panda um <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd rather not cry at all if, if <laughs> all possible but uh but um this all right question for you then is there anything obviously i don't mean in general like in the entire world but no. anyway i'm gonna stop digging that hole before i get any further with it but is there anything that you wouldn't sell in your martial arts school in particular is there anything you think oh i wouldn't mm, well i yeah. maybe would put that on sale well, you, you don't want to sell out, do you? Like yeah. the whole thing with martial arts is being a sellout, which is ripping people off. You know, I had it where a couple of my students went to a, a local boxing store where they're selling gloves and equipment, right? And um, the, the people in the store obviously thought, uh-oh, a couple of people who don't know anything, yeah, great. And they sold them about 100 quid's worth of equipment for like 600 pounds. They charged them 600 quid for it. Oh, and these ladies didn't have a clue and, you know, they ripped them off and I looked at the stuff they'd got and I'm like, you can get this on Amazon for like this price you've been ripped off. And we went back and we got their money back. But you, you don't want to be that type of person, you know, deliver great quality products and services for a fair value, uh, give your students the best deal possible, but also support your business, right? Yeah. Totally. So don't be a sellout. Um, as far as things I wouldn't do, I wouldn't cash out a large percentage of my school. Do you remember the oh yes the the, the cash out craze that happened yeah. in the UK? Yeah, oh yeah, big time, and a lot of people suffered with that, didn't they? Like they just went nuts. Just yeah, so people were going crazy. Then people that don't know, basically, there was uh, a load of Americans came over, not disparaging Americans, but they pesky came over Americans, and they came up with a clever system of cashing out your school, literally like getting people to pay for lifetime memberships within your school so if you had 200 members and they each paid you know a grand each for lifetime membership or more probably more you'd walk away with like 200 300 400 grand or whatever um but obviously the problem with that is then you've obviously got to serve those members for the rest of their lives and a lot of businesses went under a lot of people ran away with the money it was all very very dodgy yeah, so don't, a lot of people spent it all in one go and... yeah yeah they bought nice cars and they paid off their mortgages but they couldn't serve their members and they had to go bankrupt and all of that so um when i did 
so I did used to offer cash outs at my school for a year's training up front, but I only limited it to like 10, 15% of the total school. Yeah. I never went crazy and tried to sign up the whole school. So I would say, yeah, that's probably the only thing you want to restrict in yeah. terms of selling. Yeah, because it's if you, we've all got those students, those really keen ones that you know are going to be there anyway. So if you save them 5%, 10%, whatever it is, then why not? You know, yeah. and just limit it don't yeah don't go nuts I've, i mean i've done a couple in my time but i tend yeah. to not do more than sort of six months 12 months and never lifetime ones um no. i was trying to an instructor not long ago he actually put it he, he put a post up on facebook it was like he, i don't know whether it was he just wanted people to like click around his shop and try it and i saw that it was offering um guaranteed black belt within three years or four years or something oh my lord and i had a conversation with him like take that off like i'm not going to tell you what to do but actually take that off because yeah that's that's an example in my opinion of selling out like yeah. how can you guarantee like someone a black belt in three three years if we all know so it's a personalized journey isn't it some people yeah. could do it in two and a half years you know joe lewis etc can do it in two and a half years and some people need five and some people are never gonna get yeah and imagine it's one of those you've guaranteed them it in a certain time and taken their money and they are dreadful what what yeah. do you do then because you've guaranteed it and then you say to them oh no actually you, you know you're not good enough and they're like well to the small claims courts with you then <laughs> we go yeah <laughs> because you guaranteed you it like why would you do that just don't yeah just do not do that people it's just no. a terrible idea on all no. sorts of levels Yep, it is. Anyway, <laughs> on that slightly sorry note. <laughs> hey, <laughs> End of conversation about Black Friday. Did you see yeah, did you see the uh, oh by the way, when can people book onto your how to sell you stuff in your martial arts course? Well you're gonna do that now. I think no, that'd be I, a really good one. I, I don't I don't have anything like that. No, oh, sorry. Oh there you go, maybe. Maybe yeah, sorry. Maybe you should. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but I'm not right now. I'm not you know, I'm just doing my own thing. Busy moment. doing other stuff. Doing the other stuff exactly no, no, i'm not i'm not belittling the other stuff i was just saying you're busy doing anyway <laughs> i'm proper digging some massive holes tonight um did you see the news on the internets this evening no what they're making a new karate kid film oh are they and do you know what a they've remake done remake of the classic oh wait for it wait for it wait for yeah. it. it's even better than that so it's got ralph macchio in it who is obviously yep danielson yeah and Jackie Chan. Oh yeah, cool. So they've combined the uh, the two. Yeah, the two two different ones. Oh, because I think everybody had it in their head that they were different universes, but no one ever said that. Yeah, why not? So they so Ralph Macho is Daniel Larusso and Jackie Chan is Mr. Han. They're playing the same characters they played in their respective franchises, and they're in the oh. same film together. I wonder what Ralph Macho thinks about this because, like. Hedging. <laughs> That's what he thinks. Like, talk about being typecast as like one character for oh, you. I entire... mean, it's not like he was like un inundated with work. I mean, I don't know the guy. He might be a lovely bloke, but it's not like he was working his backside off every week on something, was it? I mean, Cobra no. Kai came along and Jesus. Yes, that blew up, didn't it? Oh, didn't it just? I mean, the film in the last series now is going is going to go straight into a film of the same character that's going to spawn God knows how many spin-offs. Yeah. Do it. Go for it, I would say. Jeez. Who yeah. cares? I mean, I'm kind of like, 
I didn't really like the second Karate Kid. Did you like the second one with Jackie Chan? It was all right for what it was. I think the I think with it is it, people were comparing it rightly yeah. so too much to the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't that. If you watched it as a film for what it was, yeah, then it was it was enjoyable, perfectly enjoyable. And I think all the kids that didn't see the first ones right Enjoyed liked it. it because they didn't yeah. know anyway. So. Yeah, true. And then you yeah. had all the martial artists. Oh, it's not karate. You had all those people. Like, oh, get a life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I will watch the third one definitely, but only when it's on Netflix for free. I'm not going to go to the cinema <laughs> and watch it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to be fair to, to be fair to the bloke, if you're going to have people shouting "wax on, wax off" at you across the street, you might as well make. You yeah. might as well make some money out of it, hadn't you? No, fair, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might as well make some uh, some dollar, yeah. as they say. Exactly, totally. Fair play to the bloke. So, and he and he looks and he is annoying as well because he looks like he's eternally fourteen. Is he still looking pretty young? Is he? He, he just looks ridiculously young. So he's got to be what fifty or so. Isn't I'm going to look. I'm going to look now, actually, because he's older than that. Uh, oh, is he? Uh, yeah. Hang on. Where are we go? Let's see if it's finding me now. Sixty-two. Wow, okay, yeah. But he doesn't look 62. No. Does he hell look 62? Wow. It is, to put it into perspective, he was the same age as... Um, oh, I'm going to forget everybody's names now. Um, long-haired bad guy dude. Everyone's screaming the name at me now. Um, <laughs> Silver. Silver. Dude. Silver. In the, 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 what's his name? Oh, why can I not remember his name now? Terry Silver, there you go. Terry Silver, long-haired dude, dickhead in the season, the last season. Oh, um, right, yeah, yes, yeah. So he was supposed to be, like, older than him in the film, in the, um, in the third film, and he comes along and mentors him, and, you know, and he gets him punching the things with his knuckles and bleeding his hands and stuff and all that. Yeah. They're the same age. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, he's just because he's just so stupidly young. Um. Yeah, it's just it's just weird, isn't it? I mean, William Zabka, the guy that plays um, the other, you know, Cobra Kai, the main guy. Yeah. Um, he's fifty-eight. So yeah, he's it's just rough, macho, just like eternal just, youth. It's just like Tom Cruise, youth. right? Yeah, they're all part of that same cult, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Anyway, before I get some massive lawsuit filed against me for <laughs> yeah, don't suggesting all the young Tom Cruise yeah. are all part of cults. Um, I think we better move on, haven't we? Um, <laughs> anyway, it's been good as always, and I'll uh, we'll, we'll chat again next week, dude. All right, matey. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Brought to you by Martialytics. Easy to use. Super powerful management software for your martial arts school.